Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. Good morning. This is Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us today for our Congregation at Prayer. We continue today um, studying the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus and, of course, praying the Psalms and, uh, and praying for one another today. So, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray Psalm 76 together. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil, they sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you, you are to be feared." Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? For the heavens, from the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to establish judgment, to save all the humble of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you. The remnant of wrath you will put on like a belt. Make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who is to be feared by the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. Whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Matthew 10, 32-33. Now the Catechism, first the Ten Commandments, and then the Table of Duties to Husbands. Say it with me. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Colossians 3, verse 19. Our first reading is from Acts chapter 3, again, another sermon or preaching from the book of Acts. Now, as the lame man who was healed 
held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, and whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him was given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Now the emphasis here, and the reason why it's appointed for today, is this um, emphasis upon Jesus being the fulfillment of all that was foretold by the prophets. And Jesus himself, of course, taught the disciples to see him as the fulfillment of all that was given by the prophets. So this preaching of Peter and John um, is preaching that reflects how they were preached too by Jesus himself. Continuation of the passion, or excuse me, the resurrection appearances of Jesus, uh, Luke 24. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of, of a broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding, that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, 
but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. There ends the reading. Now you remember from last week, if you were with us last week, that we uh, did read this already and we did have a little bit of catechesis on it, but uh, let's revisit it and do a thorough job. All right. So they found the 11 gathered together. And when was this? Again, these are these Emmaus disciples. When did they get back to Jerusalem? That's right. This is Easter Sunday evening still. How did Jesus greet the disciples when he appeared to them? Peace to you. Peace to you. Now, what sort of peace was Jesus giving them? That's right. Maybe you remember from when we discussed this last, that when Jesus says peace to you, he's saying you are forgiven. Right? That's the kind of peace that he gives, the peace that comes in the forgiveness of sins, which actually sets us free from all doubts and fears uh, that might, um, as far as how we stand before God. How did the disciples react, though? See this in verse 37? They were terrified and frightened, because what did they think they were seeing? (laughs) A spirit or a a ghost. Is this unbelief, and and why? Think about later in the reading when Jesus says that it was necessary that the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead. This is unbelief. Uh, They should have expected him, based off his, even before he died, his predictions that he would suffer and die and rise on the third day. And seeing a spirit, they are denying um, that Jesus can rise from the dead or that he has risen from the dead. So what was actually troubling them when he says, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Again, it's the doubt, or they're being troubled by their unbelief that he actually has risen. So what did Jesus say to them? (laughs) That's right. He meets them right where their doubt is. And he says, my hands and my feet, look at them, touch me, handle me and see. Why is um, verse 39, namely, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Why is that important for the confession of the Christian faith? Think about what, I mean, what is the, what is the benefit of Jesus rising from the dead. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain, Paul says, right? And if Christ is not raised, raised from the dead, then we won't be either. But because Christ has destroyed the power of death, as is evident by his resurrection, so when we die, we too will receive a resurrection like his, as Paul says. So now, having seen his hands and his feet, how do the disciples react? Verse 41, they still did not believe for joy and marveled. Why do you think Jesus directed their attention to his hands and his feet? That's right. That's, those are the marks of his crucifixion, of his death. This is, he's bearing witness that it is, he is the one who was crucified. So then, uh, still not believing for joy and marveling, uh, what does he do next? Again, he meets them right where, where their doubt is. Have you any food here? <laughs> okay, so if he's a ghost or if he's a spirit, uh, is he going to eat? No. So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and honeycomb and he ate it, took it and ate it in their presence. Um, we, we did discuss this, but it, maybe it's worth repeating. 
What's the um, difference between a resurrection and a reincarnation? Reincarnation being that Eastern uh, philosophy uh, or religious philosophy that teaches that when you die, um, your, your spirit is joined to a new body or to uh, even to a spirit body, uh, to an animal body, for example. Right? And, and they fundamentally deny that the body that God has given you at your, uh, as he knits you together in your mother's womb, that that body is good. Right? They deny that, actually. The, the goal in life is actually to transcend the weakness of human flesh. Whereas Jesus himself um, shows that, that body and soul belong together. They were um, joined together by God, and they, and they don't um, belong apart, which is why on the last day we'll all receive the resurrection and we'll be restored fully, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, so, yeah, do we become angels <laughs> when we die? No, of course not. We receive physical bodies, uh, the same physical body that we receive here, but restored fully. And angels, of course, have no body. Although sometimes they do appear um, as people. What do you think the emphasis is in verse 44 when he says, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled. That's right. All the scriptures, um, by, by scriptures he means the Old Testament as we call it, all scriptures testify of Jesus. The whole Old Testament. And they, they must be fulfilled, especially those particularly concerning his suffering and death and resurrection. So again, we call that the Old Testament. And so specifically, I mean, there's many things taught in the Old Testament, but specifically, what is the goal or trajectory? What's the, what really, what's the purpose of the Old Testament from Jesus? This is given now in verse 46, when he says to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary that the Christ suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Uh, I've taught uh, the children to do this, uh, and, and maybe it's worth you considering this too. Um, every time you hear that word three, you know, three in the Old Testament, especially three days or three years or something, three, um, think about how that might confess the death and resurrection of Jesus. If we're going to take Jesus seriously here, then we, we, we actually, by our faith, compels us to read Jesus into the Old Testament, to see it as confessing him to see him as the point and goal of the whole story, namely his suffering and death and resurrection for us and for our salvation. In verse 46, Jesus refers um, to his suffering. How is suffering then identified in the following verse, in verse 47? Yes, the corresponding uh, word in verse 47 is repentance. Right? Repentance is the preaching of the law that leads us um, to crucifies and, and kills the old Adam that leads us uh, into faith. So you have, and then resurrection in verse 46 corresponds then to remission of sins, that is forgiveness of sins. So actually confession of sins and uh, forgiveness of sins is, is our death and resurrection. This is why Luther in the small catechism when um, he teaches uh, I believe baptism, uh, he, he calls it a daily, that we should daily confess our sins and rise to newness of life, right? So each day in the morning when we remember our baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then confess our sins or ask for forgiveness of sins or to be led from, for, from temptation, all the ways that we speak of that, 
we're actually asking the Lord to crucify uh, our old Adam again, as he did in our baptism. Um, but as Luther says, the old Adam is a, is a damn good swimmer. <laughs> um, to put that old Adam to death again, and to, and to by his spirit, the spirit of Christ, uh, give us newness of life again, keep us from sin, and forgive us all our sin. So who is um, this preaching to be given to? As we saw in Acts 3, who does it go out to? That's also in verse 47. All nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And who would do this preaching? Yes, the disciples would do this preaching. And then at the end, he, he notes something that is really much more expanded um, in Acts three with or Acts 2 and 3 with the Pentecost, but also in John's Gospel, in the Upper Room Discourse, and then in the post-resurrection appearance. The promise of my Father. Who is the promise of my Father? That's right, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So, given here briefly, but expanded quite a bit more in John's Gospel, and then also in the Acts of the Apostles. So, meditation on this text. True peace comes from the confession that Christ has not only suffered in his body, but that also he is risen in that same body. Repentant hearts confess that Christ was crucified because we are sinful, and he took our place under that punishment. And since his death has made full atonement for sin, thereby fulfilling the law's just demand for the sinner's death, it's impossible for death to hold him in its clutches. Therefore, we confess that Christ rose from the dead as the Father's public and physical declaration that our sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. This resurrection is not just a spiritual event, for our Lord created us body and soul. Jesus came in the body of flesh and bone, and he rose in that same flesh and bone. Our bodies were declared good at creation, and in the resurrection the Father declared them to be redeemed and restored to that good standing for the sake of his Son. If Jesus were but a ghost, we could not proclaim the certainty of our forgiveness or our own resurrection from the dead. Jesus directs our attention to his wounds, which are the physical marks of his victory over death, a victory that is also ours through faith. We do not see him or touch him as the disciples did that night, but through the hearing uh, of the word by which we can cling to him in faith. Especially in the words of institution, Jesus bids us to come and touch his risen body, that he might drive death out of our bodies and mark us for eternal life. There ends our meditation. All right. Good morning, everyone. I see you all checking in on Facebook. Uh, now we sing our hymn, O Sons and Daughters of the King. Uh, let's just sing stanzas, the ones that I have assigned for memory today. So stanzas one, six, and eight, which means we'll do it without accompaniment. Oh, good luck, right? Starts on a G. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. O sons and daughters of the King, whom heavenly hosts in glory sing, Today the grave has lost its sting. Alleluia! My pierced side, O Thomas, see, 
and look upon my hands, my feet, not faithless but believing be. Alleluia. How blessed are they who have not seen, and yet whose faith has constant been, for they eternal life shall win. Alleluia. 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 Now you'll all be quite ready to sing that hymn next year when it comes around, God willing, as we're gathered together in corporate worship uh, on the Sunday after Easter. We confess together our common Christian faith and show love for one another by confessing out loud the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for order in our lives. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, your word brought order out of chaos and orders our life in a sabbatical rhythm of day and night, work and rest. The liturgies of life have been disrupted by the urgencies of the moment. We are enveloped by a flood of formlessness and emptiness. Speak your word into this present chaos and bring order to our lives. Let your spirit blow across the face of the deep and renew the face of the earth. Instill in us the rhythms of word and prayer, work and rest, singing and stillness. Restore the liturgy of our lives and return us to the holy liturgy of your gathered people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray for perspective. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, said, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. The fear of you is the beginning of wisdom, for in the fear of you there is nothing left to fear. Our world is in turmoil and fear. We fear for our health, our lives, our future. Calm our fears in the fear of you. Turn our hearts and minds toward you, and keep them in Christ Jesus our Savior. Fix our focus on Christ and his coming, lest in our anxieties over things temporal we lose sight of the things eternal, that he has won for us all by his dying and rising. Hear us for his name's sake. Amen. 
Let us pray for our farmers. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you give seed to the sower and bread for our tables. Bless our farmers and all who grow and supply our food. They stand at the source of our daily bread. Watch over their fields and their farms. Grant them wisdom in the management of their resources and laborers for the harvest. Give rain and sunshine in due season, that we may enjoy the fruits of the earth with thanksgiving to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and the bread of life for all. Amen. Let us also pray for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, and for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for healing for all those who are ill, especially for our member Dick Horn, for the father of Michelle Rush, Michael Orth, for Carol Hawk, my, my aunt, and for all those who we now name in our hearts. That the great physician of both body and soul would grant healing to their bodies and also grant strength or faith so that they would have strength for the days ahead, knowing that in all things the promise of the resurrection of the body, as Christ is raised from the dead, is ours as well. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And Luther's morning prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Good Lord's blessings to you all. I'm glad to have you here joining us uh, for the Congregation at Prayer from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. That's in Random Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, you can join us here each day at 8 a.m. or you can watch it on delay as uh, your needs uh, arise. Uh, also note that last evening's Bible study is available uh, to be viewed on YouTube. Um, if you weren't able to join us, you can catch up there by watching on YouTube, which is uh, available right on the front page of our website, stjohnrandomlake.org. You can always go there um, and watch on delay, or actually live. There's a live video on there now, too. Um, uh, all of our content, everything that's being produced in this time of pandemic. Uh, so I leave with that. We'll be done for today. Uh, join us again tomorrow. Lord be with you all. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting 
stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.